Wow, that was that was so charging. That was so charging. I, I can sense that somebody's mind is already expanding already. Uh, you know, money or should I say finances is one area where you know the anointing of God rests upon me. And when I'm talking, where money is concerned, it's not just for motivation. There is an impartation by the Spirit of God. Somebody under the sound of my voice today is going to encounter something that will literally reposition him, reposition her for new levels. I see somebody literally ascending, moving up. You are being promoted. You, you're going to realize after today that the kind of deals and businesses and jobs that you're going to and figures you're going to be dealing with would have been upgraded to another level. Hallelujah. Pastor Jimmy, I see Pastor Jimmy very much in the studio, uh, you know, because there, there will be times that we need him to interject of some sort. You know, while Pastor Jimmy was talking, amazingly, there were about nine things that he came up in my spirit where money with a mission is concerned. Uh, so if we're talking about money with a mission, that means the money that we're talking about is for missionaries. In other words, there must be a mission mindset. You're not just thinking about you. You're not just thinking about feeding, clothing, you know, having a roof over your head. You're actually thinking about God's mission. The mission of God on earth. What's the mission of God? To get his word out. To get as many people as possible saved. To get people to know about the 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 death and the, the, the resurrection of Jesus so that people can know that Jesus has already paid the price. And since Jesus paid the price, they don't need to pay the price again. They just need to receive him. But for that to be accomplished, finances has its place. It's going to take money to take the word of God to cities and nations and, I mean, all the continents of the world. So God is going to be putting money in the hands of, you know, missionaries, people that, you know, are thinking the mission of God. You, you might not be sent to some places, but God wants to send your money to those places. The Lord actually spoke to me. He said, he said before the major harvest that is going to come to the church, talking about harvest of souls, he said, there's going to be, first of all, a harvest of finances. In other words, God is going to be putting money in people's hands. I need you to stretch forth your hands and be positioned to receive. God is going to be putting money in people's hands. I declare in the name of Jesus that your hands are anointed to receive the substance that God is distributing in this season to reach the nations. Stretch forth your hands. Say, my hands are anointed to receive the substance that God is distributing in this season. That's the first thing. There's a mission mindset. So we're not just talking about money for you, to for your welfare, for your well-being. Now, God wants you to live good. He wants you to richly enjoy every good thing. But beyond you, God needs people that can be responsible in taking the message of Jesus. How, how shall they hear the word if they are not sent? But the second part involves the finances. Your finances is going to be sending some apostles to the nations. So you need to be mission-minded beyond 
oh, I want to live in a nice neighborhood. I want to have a nice car. It has to be, Lord, I'm available for you to reach the nations. I want my money to go to places to help people get to know Jesus. So there's a mission-minded, mission-mindedness. You know, you know, we're talking about money missionaries. So if we're saying money with a mission, that means they're going to be money missionaries. I need somebody to declare I'm a money missionary. I'm, <laughs> I'm a money missionary. Pastor Jimmy, we can't hear you. You need to. I'm a money missionary. I'm a money missionary. I'm a money missionary. Very, very important. I am a money missionary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm a money missionary. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, wow. Everyone can see and hear me. I can't see myself. Glory to God. Can you see me? I can't see you. I can only hear you. Okay. Uh, maybe they need to bring me back. Okay, I'm back. I am a money missionary. I'm a money missionary. That's the first thing. There's a mindset of, you know, my money is going on mission. And that's why money is coming to me. Because money, that money needs to go on mission. So, but if it doesn't come to my hand, how will I be able to send it on a mission? So that's the first thing. There's a money missionary mindset. There's a money missionary mindset. And then, so you can call that mission mindset or money missionary mindset uh then pastor jimmy talked about something about you know for you know the grace of the lord jesus christ for though he was very rich yet he became poor i think that second corinthians is in my age now though he was very very rich yet he became poor that you choose poverty might remain poor no they might be made rich so now the sacrifice of jesus to care of your wealth so there's there's an abundance mindset that's the second thing an abundance mindset based on the price that jesus paid an abundance i have a mindset of abundance jesus has paid for it and i'm not going to be robbed of it <laughs> if jesus paid for it then i want to take advantage of it because when i take advantage of it i'm glorifying jesus I'm glorifying Jesus. I'm making most of his death and resurrection. That grace is mine. I walk in abundance. I walk in abundance. If I have abundant life, then I should have abundant finances. Genesis chapter 13 verse 2. Abraham was very rich in silver, in gold, and in cattle. If you claim to be part of the seed of Abraham, then, you know, there must be a reflection of that gene, that rich gene. There's a wealth gene that you carry if you're a seed of Abraham because you are in Jesus and Jesus is the seed of Abraham. So, he runs in your blood. Money runs in your blood. Then you have to get it to your mind. <laughs> it's in your blood, but it has to move to your mind. There's a positioning in your mind. Your mind must be able to see abundance. Your mind must feel comfortable with abundance. Your mind must not repel abundance. And some of you, you have, in fact, a lot of us, we have to be intentional about this because some of us are growing up, did not help matters. There's a mindset of not enough. 
there's a mindset of just enough but god is saying i'm calling you to a mindset of more than enough overflow mindset so you must develop an overflow mindset the promises you know shared a bunch of them with you earlier on today i hope you still have it you now you now need to create an image of abundance with promises if god told the children of israel that he's bringing them into cities that are beautiful and large into houses full of good things is bringing them to wells that they did not dig. That means you, the supernatural child of God, has access to something bigger. If the natural seed are that blessed, the supernatural seed is much more blessed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are the shadow, you are the substance. We are the type, you are the real deal. I have a land that is large and beautiful. I have houses full of good things. <laughs> I have wells. Wells. Dog for me. Hey, I have wells. Dog for me. I'm helped by God. I'm helped by God. I'm helped by God. So very, very important. There must be an abundance mindset. So we start with mission missionary and a mission mindset then we move to abundant mindset then that's what i call you must have a money magnet mind mm. <laughs> Praise God. there's such a thing as having a mind that draws money is very connected to abundance mindset but you know this now i'm talking about a money a mind that attracts money a mind that has been trained by the spirit to draw resources i have a money magnet mind i'm a money magnet i draw money now people say i'm a money magnet but if your mind is does not have that magnetic capacity does not have the capacity to, to attract it, you will not come to it. And to have such mind, it takes some level of you know intentionality and being deliberate. Mm. To have a mind that attracts, you know, levels such high levels, you must be intentional with your association. Mm. Your association is very, very important. One of the ways I've seen God raise people, it has happened to me personally is by hanging around people that are on a higher level <laughs> i want somebody to say i will not die a local champion maybe you are I'm doing very well but your, your 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 championship is in your locality god wants to take your championship beyond your your, your locality so what do you do you, you make sure you got people around you who are operating at higher levels when they begin to speak around you, something happens to your mind. Your mind explodes. Your mind begins to reach out for higher, higher things. You know, where your mind has not been, you know, that level cannot come to you. Your mind must go there first before you can see yourself walking in the level. Let put your mind there. And one of the easiest parts to taking your mind there is have around you people that are there already. Because when people that they already start to speak, it will impact your mind. And your mind will elevate to the level they are. 
And before you know it, you begin to have the results they are having. There's an elevation of the mind to capture that new level. And if you're hanging around people that are barely getting, I mean, they are barely getting along, it's like, you know, what is tough, it's tough. What your mind is registering is life is tough, there's no money, there's no food. But when you're around people that are just talking about new deals, you know, new opportunities, you begin to see differently. Yes, sir. And God can only deliver what you see. If you can't see it, God can bring it. If you can't see it, God can bring it. So you, there's a raising of the mind. I, mean, I still remember how God took me to Philippines to meet with a man that God used to raise my mind, can he show? Being around that man for over two weeks, did something to my mind. My mind is I began to see new possibilities. As I'm speaking right now, somebody under the sound of my voice is going to see new things rising in his mind. And in the second half of 2021, you will see new possibilities. Amen. New possibilities. Amen. New levels. Amen. Things you could not capture before. By the virtue of exposure, your mind rises to a new level. Amen. And you see the manifestation based on the sight. So your sight impacts your, your your results if you can't see it you can't have it you can't own it wow. then let me talk about what i call making the transition from labor to favor making a transition from labor to favor now in the natural you know increase or should i say any form of financial reward is solely tied to your labor well in the school of supernatural finances god goes beyond your labor to favor you into prosperity and i have the best scripture for you regarding that psalm 44 verse 3 they did not gain the possession of their land by their own sword Neither did their own arm save them, which was your right arm, your hand, and the light of your countenance, the enlightenment that came by your spirit, because you favored them. I want to prophesy over somebody under the sound of my voice. The next six months are going to be six months of a strength favor. Favor will open up your life. It will magnify your labor. Now, we're not saying you're going to be lazy, but beyond you know your natural application there's going to be a magnification to the force of favor the force of favor magnifies your labor and makes your, your labor to part you know any results that beyond your application not by power not by might but by my spirit there's a spirit of favor that when it comes upon you the works of your hand begins to exponentially increase so making a transition from labor to favor. Several years ago, I wrote a book, No More Talk. There's a, there's a mindset of toil that a lot of people have. I just have to apply myself. I can have a little bit too. You know, there's such a thing as God giving you favor. I love what Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 says. It's a riches. It's not what? To be skilled. Yeah. It's not necessarily the people that have skills. Mm. That riches are people. I love the last part. He said, time and chance happen to them. The original Hebrew says, he said, the right happened. Mm. 
to place around them. I want to pray for you that in the next six months, you'll be in the right place at the right time with the right set of people, having the right manifestation of prosperity by the help of God. You know, the kind of prosperity that you will know God did this. Because you tried to do it by yourself and you didn't come close to this result level. Well, God took over. And because he took over, you came into much spoil. Ah, that's what I had in my spirit, much spoil. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are coming into much spoil, much spoil. There's just there's such a thing as a spoil coming to you without lifting your finger. Because God has helped you. Then let me talk about I mean this have I talked about Pastor Jimmy. Let me talk about you know mastering or should I say conquering covetousness. Now the money missionary that God is raising are people that are not going to be greedy. And that's where first Timothy chapter six verse seventeen comes to play. Judge them that are rich in this world not to be high minded. Let's look at that scripture. I want us to see it. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 7. He said, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty or proud or arrogant, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy? You know, there's a way your passion becomes things. You covet, you know, you see something with somebody, oh, yeah, I want it, I want that. But you know, there's a way you can seek God and the blessing of God comes upon you. And, you know, for you to walk in the fullness of what God has for you in this season, you can't afford to be high minded. You know, you know, you know, God told the children of Israel, he said, when you are beaten and you are poor, do not forget that it was God that brought you to this. Don't get carried away. Don't go around, you know, I mean, I mean giving testimonies that you are you are a self-made man. God made you. He said, Don't be high-minded or trust in a certain riches. Don't put your confidence in money. Don't elevate money over God. Yes. And you know, I'm still coming to giving generosity. But you know, one of the things generosity helps you to master is this. One of the reasons why God demands that we should give back is not because it's broke. It's because it helps us. It helps to, to break your dependency on your money, your attachment. Now, ungodly attachment breaks it. When God says, sow it back and let me yeah. multiply it. Yeah. So, very, very important. You cannot afford to be confident. Virtues, you have to make it about God, focus on God, build it around God, not about money. We're not money seekers, we seek God, and God blesses us. Then, also, I want to talk about the power of imagination. What are the kind of pictures you have inside? As a man sees, as a man thinks, so is he. If you have an image of poverty, you can have the best job in town. You will see end up poor. Some people have a bank account that is rich, but their mind is poor. And it's just a matter of time. Their poor mind will eventually impact their rich wallet. 
and get them back where they were coming from, which is broke. So we got to fix that aspect of your imagination. The Bible says, casting down every imagination. You know, there are imaginations that are contrary to the, you know, the promise of God, the covenant of God, where wealth and prosperity is concerned. Casting down. Yes, we need new ones based on the word of God. Begin to have an expectation of houses that are beautiful and large. Begin to have an expectation that God is going to raise you to own you never. That God is going to decorate your life, adorn your life, beautify your life. Very, very important. Then let, let me talk about uh, how many things have I talked about? Let me talk about stewardship. Mm. Stewardship. You know, stewardship simply means that something is kept in your care, but you are not the original thing. Bible says, God says, silver and gold are mine. So God is the one that owns it. Now, he puts it in your hand as a steward, as a distribution center. I need somebody to say, I am God's distribution center. I am God's Now, remember, this belongs to God. Primarily, talking about the silver and gold. Just because you find it in your hands now, does not mean you win it. Yes, sir. A steward that is not free eventually lose the stewardship. If you want, you want to be the candidate that God will pick to keep his valuables from you, you must be as such that he can trust you to get those valuables across to wherever and whatsoever at any point in time. There's a sense of stewardship that you must have. This money is not mine, it belongs to God. Just because I have it in my bank account, just because I've been paid this amount of money, this you know, large sum of money every month, does not mean I can just use it anyhow. It's God's money. And I need to ask him, how do I spend it? Because if I'm not smart, I'm not wise, I'm not I'm, I'm not being faithful as a steward. Guess what? It's gonna take that those valuables out of your hands and find somebody you can trust. I want to pray for you that God will be able to trust in your generation. You handle values. God is looking for people that can put stuff in their account, in their house, you know, in their hands. And through their hands, you know, you can reach the world. It's like Jesus you know, breaking the five loaves, I mean, I mean, taking the five loaves, giving thanks, and putting it in the hands of the disciples. Now, it was not supposed to end there, but there is a, it's supposed to be a passing phase because eventually God needs 5,000 men that will get those five loaves. But it has to pass through. So, see yourself as the one that God has to handle the distribution of the foods to the generation. And make up your mind, Lord, you can trust me. I will be a Everything you put in your hands, I will make sure it's not distributed as we do that. Because if you just last week, when you speak to me to give somebody money, if somebody I will not give money, I do not give him money, but I give him. Guess what? I had no option but to give him. Because it was not my idea, it was God's idea. And he's the, he's the owner. 
If the woman says, I want you to give my property to this person, now you like it or not, you must do it. That's my mindset. What is in my account is God's property primarily. Just because it's in my account does not mean I should forget the original owner. And what is the original owner? I'm simply a steward. And my prayer is that you will be a faithful steward that can be entrusted with much and who will ensure the much that gets to the right quarters in the name of Jesus. And lastly, let me talk about generosity. There is a spirit of generosity that is so, is so, so essential. There's a mindset, there is a spirit. The Bible says, that he that gives sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that gives bountifully shall reap bountifully. Somebody is wanting bountiful harvest, but guess what? He has mastered the act of sparing sowing. It does not work that way. The major breakthroughs in my life are tied to when God gave me I mean, instructions to give. And when I did give, He opened new doors. Could it be there's somebody under the sound of my voice that God wants to open new doors for? But can God speak to you and you will just obey, not question Him, not bring out your mindset? Is about what God wants to get across. Yes, and wherever He wants to get it across to, maybe through your church, through some orphanage, whatever, if God is the one demanding it, then get it across. Generosity. In fact, you can see the connection between generosity and that, you know, and the, and, and the, 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 the what, what I just talked about, the, what did I just talked about? What do you say? Still worship. Still worship. You are so quick to give as God instructs because you know you are only a steward and you want to be a good steward. So you, you are not you are not holding on to things you should be letting go. And ultimately, what defines you is not what you have remaining, it's what you allow to get out of your hand. This is so key. There is money that God is putting in the hands of his saints all over the world. The question is, how prepared are you? How ready are you? Do you have the mindset for it? Of course, there's an aspect of you know the work ethics. Being consistent, being diligent. But beyond all that, there is a favor. And when it comes upon a man, he gets him results beyond what he could qualify for. Pastor Jimmy, let me let you talk. I've said um, a lot. Let me let you thank talk. you. Thank you so much. What I will say is that in just a few minutes, you have summarized the major pillars for me around wealth for believers. I love how you have emphasized that every child of God has a right and access to wealth, and that we must get into our mind. I mean, you spoke about the money missionary mindset. And I think that that's the, the primary thing. I mean, as we were speaking, my mind was flashing back to the early years, you know, because a lot of times people are like, God, when, when you give me this money, then I'll do that. And what they don't understand is that you start practicing this thing at the level where you are. It's right. what is going to now take you to the next phase. Somebody says, I would give. I remember when I was inconsistent, for example, with my fighting because of the understanding I have about it. 
and I'll tell God, God is not enough. I can't tithe. But God told me one day, he said, I am more than enough. It will never be enough. I am more than enough. You have to trust in me. And after that time, every time I've stayed consistent with it, I have seen what you spoke about, favor beyond labor. Favor beyond labor. In fact, you know, the Bible says, uh, it's 1 Corinthians 4 and 2, it said it is required of stewards to be found faithful. God has resources. I mean, Isaiah 45 speaks about it. The secret riches of hidden places, treasures of darkness. But God is looking for um, trust fund managers, people that he can trust to manage his funds. And it is he that is found faithfully little that much more is being given to. A lot of people are, you know, I, I, in my work, people say, oh, but I've given, I've given, I've given. But I realize sometimes your mindset can just stop you from that. You spoke about, I, I, I love how you spoke about Cardin Shaw. If I, when he came to Nigeria, I mean, I remember that time, he here, I, I take him, and that's what he would say. But as simple as the gospel he was preaching was, the fact about it is that he had a clear consciousness of his connection to God, of his covenant to God. And if every one of us will embrace the things you've spoken about, the money missionary mindset, abundance mindset, Pastor Sack, you see, even in the work that I do, we find out that, we, in fact, it's very interesting how the world has taken the truth of God's word in what they are doing. They teach abundance, but God is painting in talking about lands flowing with um, milk and honey. He's painting pictures of abundance. Jesus, there's not one instance where Jesus lacked. Jesus operated consistently in abundance. And as he is, so are we in this world. And so I want to urge anybody listening, it might be one of these areas that is stopping what it is that God has for you. Maybe you are there and all you have done is that you have you said, oh, the Reverend King will talk about this. It's somebody you met some years ago that said, everything I have, I have made, I've made by the sweat of my hand. That is not a sign of the prosperity of God. The prosperity that beyond your work, there is something called the favor of God. There is a flow from God. And so the, now this is the thing. It is called having a favor mindset. So I'm quite excited from that to conquering covetousness. Because in the in the time we're living in now, the idea of having money is just primarily for enjoyment. Now, he has given us all things we should enjoy, but enjoyment is not the reason for money. You can't enjoy and finish enjoying. There is something more. The greatest enjoyment is when you are a blessing to others. It's when you are a blessing upon the face of the earth. The power of imagination, stewardship, generosity. The Bible says, and I used to read it many years ago, Proverbs 11, 24. There is he that scattereth and yet increaseth. I said that doesn't make sense. God says, yes, it doesn't make sense. It makes spirit. There are people that it's a spirit of generosity that they've understood it, they've mastered that they can never lack because they're connected to the source. And because of that, there's always a flow and money is always coming to them. Thank you so much, sir, for all this. I mean, I'm just looking at my notes. I'm enjoying it so far. Wow, this this is beautiful. This week is so loaded. Jimmy, since you are coming back tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow we are going to be dealing with spiritual intelligence. Mm, praise God. Praise spiritual God. intelligence. How to you know, develop spiritual intelligence. Now, we are, we, I mean, in fact, what's going to happen is that by the time we are done this week, it's going to feel like you've been to a Bible school. Praise God. Because we would have covered so many grounds to prepare you for the next six months. Hmm. How to develop 
you know, smart spiritual intelligence to, to, to be able to, to effectively take over. God is raising a takeover generation, but Hallelujah. that generation must have spiritual intelligence. You know, Elisha had it. He had spiritual intelligence. That was why when he was surrounded by the army of Syrians, he wasn't moved because he, he knew spiritually that what he had in angels was much more than that. But his servant did not have spiritual intelligence. So he prayed for him. He said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see so that he can come to my level of spiritual intelligence. Because until he comes to that level of spiritual intelligence, he'll be bound in fear. And for as long as he's bound in fear, he will not be able to enjoy the provisions you have for him. But the moment God opened the eyes of his servant, he saw what Elisha had always known. Mm. You know, the amazing thing was, there was no mention of the fact that Elisha saw them, but he knew they, he knew they were there. Mm. <laughs> There's a known... There is a knowing. You know, that scene takes you to a place of knowing when you see. There's a scene in the spirit that takes you to a place of knowing when you are when you know you establish. I don't see angels every time. Mm. I wish I could tell you that every time I see an angel running around, there are times God allowed me to see them in the spirit. But mostly I know they are there. Somebody said, Why do you how do you know they are there? Because the word of God says they are there. They are there. Are they not ministry spirits to minister for the years of salvation? So tomorrow, come ready to understand what it means to be spiritual intelligence. Because a lot of Christians are still, they are more carnally minded than being spiritually minded. Mm. And because they are carnal minded, they cannot attract results mm. by spiritual laws. Because their mind has been glued to the natural level. But there's an elevation by God. That takes you out of that, you know, you know that level, and takes you to a whole new level. Praise God. In God. So I'm looking forward to what God will unleash over us in the, the rest of this week. So.